This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app of participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, the preview show, the Friday night preview show. Spot the deliberate mistake. It's not Friday. It's not Friday. It's Thursday. And there's a very good reason for the... Well, we, we, there's a good reason for it being Thursday, obviously. But there's a good reason why me, Stanford Chidge, is doing this on a Thursday, not a Friday. But I, I'm off to see Ruts DC tomorrow in Portsmouth. And I am very... Oh. Yeah, I'm very looking forward to that. But uh, there's also another slight change. No JK tonight because he is uh, he's in rehearsals uh, for the Rudy V's, his uh, little comedy band, which are brilliant, by the way. If you ever get the chance to see the Rudy V's and want to laugh your cock off for about two hours and also be freaked out by involvement in the performance, you know, because he pulls in people from the audience to make, make an idiot of themselves, um, then go and see it. It's brilliant. It really is worth it. We all did that a while ago and had an absolute crack. So it's me tonight joined by... In no particular preferential order here, um, the absolutely delightful Martin Wickham. Hello again. Twice in a week, what? mate. Honestly, I know. Me. I, pr- I promise you, I will not be trying to replace JK on this show, um, mate. He is irreplaceable. I mean, you know. He's, Indeed. He, they broke the mold when they uh, they broke the mold and then they threw it away. I believe. But there you go. Um, anyway, lovely to see you, Martin. Well done for for doing two in a week and. Uh, also, the absolutely brilliant Mr. Tony Glover. Good evening. Good to be back. I thought I'd like to get this one in uh, because I'm off to France, obviously, tomorrow. And I guess what? I'm sailing from Portsmouth. No way. I am, of course. What, what, ti- what time are you sailing? Uh, we sail at 8.15. Oh, what, in the evening? In the evening, Oh, you yeah. can have a quick pint with me then, before. Well, we might better do that, yes. We'll have to catch up tomorrow and I'll have to... Obviously, I'll have my brother and my brother-in-law with me, but um, we won't be embarking. We won't get, get into the ship until, I don't know, quarter past half past seven, I wouldn't have thought. So if there's a chance for a slight pint somewhere, then maybe we should uh, yeah. we should try and train tag, it, you know. It might be tight. It might, it be, might tight. be tight, yes, because uh, it, failing that, we can either get to the ship early 
and then I can park my car up and have a cut of beers on the ship because you're not um, you're not on the public road right you're through there. No. So I'm and a couple getting the as long as I don't you know drive off the the, the the gangway into the water, I'll be fine. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. So um, there we go. That's what we're all about and what we're up to. Uh, okay. So preview show. Um, obviously, uh, in part two, we will be previewing Chelsea versus Man City, which will be a very short preview, as Martin and I, and I discussed on on Monday. It'll be how many, and then yes. we'll, we'll probably leave it as that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll and, join. I'll join you in with you. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I I certainly hope so. And. Uh, Part one, um, well, you know, we normally talk about the presser. Well, we can't do that because it's not until tomorrow. So there's a there's a few things that have caught my eye that I would like to talk about. It, I'm, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to this because this is kind of almost like going commando in a way because there's we, we, we're free to really just kind of riff a bit, which is quite nice. Um, so that's what we're going to do. Yes, boys, there's a few things that have caught my eye story-wise. And... Uh, the first one, and I and I and you know you know me, I don't like to add fuel to any transfer rumor madness uh, because, as Tony would say, it's all a load of old arse gravy, mate. <laughs> um, but there are a couple of things that caught my eye, which I thought would be worth us discussing. And and the first one is potential potential possible interest uh, in Ivan Tony, the uh, the Brentford striker. Hmm. Uh, I think that I'll ask I'll ask Tony this as he's kind of related, um, you know. I, mean, I did cut, I lived in Hayes, which is near Brentford. Well, yeah, we were called Tony. It's close enough for me. And that as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he's basically had a ban from uh, the FA for yeah. uh, involvement with betting. So, um, yeah. I think it's an eight-month ban. So, if yes. Chelsea were to buy him like next month, he wouldn't be available until January. I mean, I mean, I don't know how how spurious this rumor is. I would imagine incredibly spurious, but we certainly need a striker. Um, yeah, you know, he's Premiership proven. I've also read something this week that says Poch is quite keen on having Premier League proven players, which I'm kind of also a big fan of as well. I mean, in many respects, Ivan Tony, he's a beast of a striker. He's a proper striker. I mean, he, yeah. would he would he be a good buy, Tony, even if you had to wait until January to play him? Well, I think Brentford probably at the most, they're probably at their most um, susceptible uh, to a to an offer right now because of this. He can't play anywhere else, but he can't do any training. But I mean, you know, the, the th- well, he, I think he start training again in July or August, I think. Um, but uh, there's ways and means around that, isn't there? Let's be fair. What are they going to do? Put a fucking bracelet on his ankle? No. So um, I think you could, you could probably get around some of the, the physical, you know, to keep him in trim and that. I like him. I think he's the best penalty taker in the league without any shadow of a doubt. When he takes a penalty, he normally sends the goalkeeper in the back of the net with the ball if the goalkeeper was unfortunate enough to get in the way. Um, he's very... A sort of cross between Drogba and, and, and Giroud in the sense that he absolutely hassles defenders. He's not scared to get stuck in. And let's be fair, we haven't got a single player, not one single player in our team at the moment who does that, who gets stuck in, who, who's, who's prepared to mix it um, with anybody. Um, but it is a hit. If he came at the right price, I think, then yes, because I still think that even if he came in in January, he'd still get 15 goals between them and the end of the season uh, for us, which is 15 
is that 15 more goals than we've scored as a team entirely this season? <laughs> well, can, not far I, off, I, but I can, you know I what I mean. Can, I can probably tell you that, although we might yeah. we might wait later. Keep talking but and I'll find I, I, it. I, I don't think he's the only one. We've got Broja, uh, likely to be back. Um, and do we need? Do we need? We're going to need somebody in an interim, and not Aubameyang. So, um, you know, I, I'm veering towards yes on getting him. I, I am simply because I just think he's the sort of man that Pochettino would like to. He's got that Harry Kane-ish capability about him. I think. Mm. Uh, the answer to your question is 18. We scored 18 goals. I know. I never knew it was that many. Bloody hell. Who knew? There you go. There you go. But I, still, I think, yeah. I mean, I think he, I think it's worth a chance. I mean, his offences are betting related. He may well have a betting problem, which is you know known to be rife throughout football anyway. So he's probably deserving as a, of as much of anything else as, as some support and whatever you know because there, there could be a potential, you know, Merson type. Uh, issue there, I guess, because I think Paul Merson was was notoriously, you know, uh, bad on the gambling side of things, and it's, it, it's it, you know, it's well known as plenty of footballers with that issue. Um, and I just think that Brentford, they might want to stick with him, but they may well be prepared to twist on this, on the basis that they've now lost him for the rest of the season, it, uh, which I think is possibly wrong as well because that is season affecting. I think. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah. Them. Integrity of the league and all of that. Yeah, I, th- I think so. When you when he's not been banned for a physical issue, on he could he could have been injured, couldn't he? Is there? He could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin. But, but anyway, sorry, you know, sorry, so, Tony. Sorry, Tony. Go yeah. on. So I'm in the yes. You're in a yes camp. Cautious yes camp. Cautious yes. What, what, what do you reckon, Martin? Um. Yes, yeah, a tentative yes from me. But I must, after saying I wasn't going to impersonate Jake, I, I'm now going to do exactly that. Where the fuck has that rumor come from? Is this just people putting two and two together and making seven? Because yes. it was, yeah, it was. Ivan Tony has got a ban. We should buy Ivan Tony. Where the f- that's cobblers? There's no indication Brentford are even looking to sell. I know, him. but let's so just suspend I'm... disbelief. Otherwise, the show would be even shorter than it's going to be already. <laughs> well, I, it's, you know, let's, if, I'm sure we can make up far more plausible. See, I, I only dared this. to ask this question because J.K. wasn't on tonight, and now you're going full fucking J.K. I'm well. I'm, I can't. I can't put on that. I can't put on his voice. I'm not even going to try and do it. It's just. It, there's no logic to it. It isn't. I wouldn't have thought it's going to happen. Brentford will probably will stick by him. I noticed they were trying to ex, extend the ban worldwide. Almost like they were trying to prevent a loophole where he, he gets loaned to a, an overseas team and maintains his fitness that way. You know. So God, God knows what's going on. And with regards to the. The gambling side of it, um, I find it slightly concerning that he's only got caught because he was banning on foot. He was betting, excuse me, on football matches. Had he been blowing millions of quid on the horses, there'd be nothing about it, and he wouldn't get. If he did have a gambling problem, it's improper to speculate. We don't. He wouldn't get help. We don't know if he was. We don't even know what matches he was betting on. Were they games he was playing in? Was he trading on insider knowledge? It's a bit mucky, and it's quite amusing today because I was listening to um, Guardians podcast, and usually they're um, well, they're, they're trying to talk. Not, not about the one with uh, Biffer on it, surely? No, Bip, not Bip. No, Biffo was all right, and he was actually consistent, which is unusual. But um, they it was usually consistently stupid. Well, that's because that's the talk sport effect. Um, <laughs> they what one of them mentioned um, was the elephant in the room was like. 
you know, he plays for a club that have made their their owner has made his money through ga- the gambling industry. Mm. The same applies to lovely, cuddly Brighton. And mm. notice, and oh, God bless Philip O'Clair. Normally, people don't like to talk about that because they want to go on about how evil our owners are. Well, there's two who have made their money off gambling and spread betting. And at the, you can't not saying anything about that while railing against the involvement of gambling in football is slightly hypocritical. I I know there are reasons why you shouldn't have footballers gambling on football matches. The reasons I would have thought are fairly obvious, but yeah, I mean, there's not even released the report yet, so we have no idea what he's actually done to get the ban. But um, yeah, I, I if Brentford cancelled his contract, it, a it would be hypocritical, and B I wouldn't have thought American owners with their slightly puritanical views on sports gambling would go near him. I'm, but, but that's an interesting take, Martin. I have to say, um, I, well, as, as in, it's not one that I'd thought about rather than one I disagree with. Um, I don't know. Are, are Americans puritanical when it comes well, to making money? Surely that trumps everything, no pun intended. Well, they, they only legalised sports gambling a few years ago. Really? Yes, Bloody I remember. Hell. Well, no, I remember when I was, I was in New York in 2018 and there was this big thing on the... I was going through Times Square and what have you, and there was this, the new, the rolling news ticker, and it talked about sports bet off. So for like the race courses and that, so they had a big race in uh, the Belmont race course, and the, for the first time you could bet on the race, but not at the track. So the equivalent of us having, you know, a William Hill or a Paddy Power on the high street, they only legalised that a few years ago, and relating to our owners in their past, baseball, betting, Jesus Christ, it's like, you know, short, it's like the first fucking commandment, thou shalt not bet. If you get time, read up on the the Black Sox scandal, and any American listeners, especially ones in Chicago, will know what I'm talking about. Mm. So they may not want to go near someone with that, even if he, you know, he has got a problem. Uh, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I, look, you know, gambling is a is a. I mean, I speak with my psychotherapist hat on here, but I know that it can do a huge amount of damage to people. It's it's clearly addictive, and and it's ruined many many lives. So there's a lot to not like about it. But without my therapist hat on, I'm quite ambivalent about it. Really, you know, I, I like a bit of a flutter occasionally. It's exactly the same. You know, I, you know, I'm consider myself fortunate that it has it hasn't tipped over into the point where it can get ruinous and it's just you know a weekend bet on the horses and no more than that i I feel desperately sorry for those who can't can't leave it there no i know so so i'm a bit i mean you know we've worked with betting companies i've worked with betting betting companies i have to say that betting companies are the worst payers ever uh i i remember one one actually i will fucking name in shame 888 i worked with them and they dumped a fucking huge debt on me when i ran my company my production company so you know they are they they are uh, what you see is what you get. I think is the way to uh, explain that. Um, right, there's another just to keep Martin very happy and uh, stable. There's another <laughs> cast iron uh, cast iron rumor that's been doing the rounds today, which is about uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek uh, going to Milan. Uh, I'll carry on with you, Martin, just to get your appropriate an appropriate level. What do you think? What do you think of that? Will that be a good move for Chelsea? A good move for him? Does it make sense? Are you pissed off if he's going to go? What do you think? Um, you won't get my probe room on it because it actually seems to have been sourced from credible um, journalists. So okay. no complaints on that. Who, who's it being sourced by then? 
Uh, what's his name? Fabrizio Roman. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yes. Um, but yeah, um, it's definitely the right move for him. Mm. Um, for whatever reason, it's just not worked out for him. It's been disappointing for us, and I'm sure it's been twice as hard for him. He's suffered an absolutely horrific injury in a match that shouldn't have happened, and his career at, for us has never recovered. Um, without being disparaging to Serie A, because you know they've got a team in the Champions League final, so they can't all be bad. He will thrive in a league that is played at a slightly slower pace and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna knock him for you know expanding his horizons and backing himself to do well out there good luck to him same applied with fikayo tamori when he left i'm sure he'll do just as well um if he leaves it's with regret more than anything else that what, just what could have been what might have been exactly that what could have been and what um what if, didn't happen in the end. Um, mm. Hopefully, whoever he works with at AC Milan will um, put him in one position and let him fucking stick to it as well. Well, absolutely. I mean, it's it's difficult, isn't it, isn't it Tony? I mean, I, I I love old old Ruby Ruby Loftus Cheeky. I mean, you know the, the, that that season he played under uh, under you know under Sarri, I thought he was exceptional, and we thought, hello, here we go, here's the boy we all thought we had. And he, as Martin said, he got that horrible injury, and it's been really difficult for him. The, the lurking at the back of my uh, huge mind, of course, Tony, is the thought that he might be a he might be a squad player that we might it might be a shame to get rid of. But of course, with the Yanks in charge, we don't know how many hundreds of players they intend to buy this summer. So it's a bit of a difficult one, I think. But if he does go, my blessings. J.K. will be holding a party because we know he doesn't rate old Loftus cheeks. But uh, I, I would be sorry to see him go, and I, there is that thought at the back of my mind he might be a useful squad player. You're on mute, mate. Yeah, Wait. I am on mute. Um, I personally, I think useful squad players. We've got enough useful squad players. We've got enough useful squad players who've contributed more to games than than Rubens Loftus Cheek. It is a shame he was the great hope uh, of the academy. I think at one point. Um, I think Callum Hudson the Doy has gone to somewhere. I think Bayern is it or whatever. Bayer Leverkusen. Bayer Leverkusen, where he's going to get a chance to get games and 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 and, and whatever. I think Rubens off the cheek would have benefited from that. Spoiler alert: He hasn't. No, but you don't know. They suddenly come good, didn't they? They have a season and they. Adjust. He's barely. He's barely played. Um, there's there yeah. was three other three other players in the team in his yeah, position. Really They've all done here. better. I'm more, de- I'm more defending the principle of. Loftus Cheek may have. Or should oh yeah, have. I, I agree with that. I think he should have gone on loan the same time. Yeah, Andreas Christensen. He, you know that injury is a. You know, a, a, I just look at people and you, I just form a, a judgment, which is probably the wrong thing to do. But to me, that injury looks as much mental as physical. Yeah, in that you know he, he never really had. You know, like these players that come back from cruciate ligaments. You know, Michael Owen, Kerry Dixon, arguably, are never the same player again. Um, the minute they get a twinge in that area, they're thinking the worst. Um, and I, I, I think that, that that's part and parcel of it. Um, I'm sick and tired of the argument of no one ever plays him in the right position. He's had enough managers for one of them to have found his right position. Uh, and he's not a deaf mute, so he could actually tell somebody what his best position is or what he feels his best position is. Um, and I, I'm probably going to be closest to paraphrasing I think JK would say, which is he's had so many chances and yet we've not seen anything. I think if you were asking me, you know, keep 
Loftus Cheek or Gallagher or someone like that, I'd say keep Gallagher. I just don't see it with Loftus Cheek now. I think it'd be good for him. I think AC Milan, maybe the uh, perceived slower pace of Italian football um, uh, might suit him better. Um, it certainly hasn't done um, Ficayo Tamori any harm. Um, and arguably hasn't done Tammy Abraham any harm either in enhancing you know their, their own careers or whatever. Um, it, it goes with my best wishes, but I think you know, if you're making that list of 10 players or 11 players that you want to ship out, I'm afraid Ruben's Loftus-Cheek was on my list. Yeah, I think uh, I think he was on mine too, and I think the the and other and th- he was on mine. Yeah, I think the other thing that that we're all kind of saying as well is he's 27 now. He should be in the peak of his career, and I think mm. I think you know unlucky pile of shit for him the fact that he got the injury when he did. But I'm afraid that's football. It does happen, but uh, the chance has maybe gone for him. The, the circumstances of the rankle a little bit. Yeah. There was a game on a poxy yeah. surface between the last league game of the season and the, the Europa Cup yeah. final, which he would have featured prominently. Yeah. 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 It's just yeah. a great what if. Yeah, I know. It's a real shame for him. But, you know, if he gets the... I mean, the thing is, he would be a useful squad player. There's no doubt about that. But we don't know who or how many we're going to buy. Uh, so he may even go further down the pecking order. And I think, you know, for him, uh, the chance to go to Milan, who are a great club, you know, is is a is a is a great opportunity, and I think, as you said, Martin, the pace of the game slower there, it it, it might well suit him. Um, so if he does go, and of course it's a big if, um, he you know, good luck to him, and and you know, he's he's well loved at Chelsea. There's no and doubt from about a, that. From a boring financial angle, profit, profit on the bottom line, mate. Yeah, they love a bit of that. They're going to need that. Um, so there we go. Uh, right, um, Tony, I was going to ask you a question. How are you, mate? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm taking my blood pressure, in case you're wondering. No, no, but... no but how are you really? Uh, yeah, I'm fine. Good, good, good. <laughs> yeah. Mar- Martin, how are you? No, I'm not too bad, thanks. So how, how are you really? I'll get to you later. There's a reason why I'm asking this, and like yes, that, I, 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 I haven't got, I haven't gone completely pots. Yeah, I've, the... re- I've read the, I've read yeah, the script. I know the, right. the, the boys, the boys have finally twigged. Um, yeah. Yes, I know. You probably know that I'm a therapist in my day job. Um, and uh, you know, obviously, people have very kindly said that this show is is sometimes therapeutic for them. I, I, I'm pretty sure actually it drives most people completely bonkers. But uh, there you go. Um, it is therapeutic for us. I mean, we've always said this. I mean, I know there are many reasons why people do podcasts. One of the reasons why we do this one is because we actually like each other and we generally enjoy speaking to each other about football. And we have a laugh, and I think that comes across, and that's perhaps why people like listening to it. But it does fulfil an important role in our lives in that respect. But uh, mental health issues are very, very serious, as you all know. And uh, this week is Mental Health Week. And uh, as, may, as some of you may or may not know, um, through, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on the Chelsea Sports Trust board. You all know that, I'm sure. But um, one of the things I've been doing the last couple of years is to get off the ground this thing called Over the Line, uh, together with the wonderful Cliff Auger and the equally wonderful Michael Volpe. And uh, Michael does a lot of work uh, for a an organisation called Shout, which is like a mental health charity where people in crisis and trouble can can basically you know give them a ring and and get get them to, you know get somebody to talk to or get somebody to listen to them more to the point. Um, anyway, so we developed Over the Line, which uh, we did a couple of years ago, which is basically a website. It's a signposting service. Um, 
you know, I should just paraphrase a, th- a few things that Michael said because Michael did a brilliant tweet this week. Because basically, what's happened is that we've got together with Chelsea finally, uh, and they are really being very, very supportive, uh, with a view to uh, going one step further than the website, which I'll, I'll tell you all about in a minute. But uh, um, Michael, so I just do, do you mind if I read this out quickly? Because actually, Michael wrote this so well. I would hate for you to get bored of me reading stuff, but uh, I'm going to do it anyway. Among football fans, and particularly male football fans, being strong and tough is considered a default position, despite the changing narratives in the wider community. This coincided with growing examples of Chelsea fans reaching out on social media for support, and sadly, cases in which people had taken their lives. Of course, there was that really tragic tweet I saw the other day. Uh, I think a young lad called Gabriel, am I right? Martin's usually on fingers on the pulse here. I can't remember the yeah. um, fella's name but yeah the age stuck out 23 which is just unbelievably tragic so it this is real people it happens far too much anyway along with other chelsea supporters we conceived the idea of signposting an education resource specifically aimed at chelsea supporters although no doubt supporters of other clubs uh, may happen across it in order to help people make that first step over the line into the process of recovery Our primary aim is very simple, to help people recognise their problems and then to find the resources to do something about it. It's very important to note that Over the Line is not a counselling or crisis service. Our website sits at the very sharp point of the process. Our website gives links and contacts to crisis services should you need them, Martin. I just wanted to step um, step in. I've got the chap's name, uh, Gabriel Farmer. Yeah, well, it's tragic. Tragic, 23 years of age. Mm. um, And it says here, I wonder if we can get a clap going on the 23rd minute at home to Newcastle now. Um, those are greatly assisted if something appears on the big screens at Stamford Bridge. So, yes, meet us halfway, please. Yes. Well, then you, we need to let the club know. Can you can you send me a link to that tweet? Because I can send that via the trust to the club. Yeah, sure. Do that yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Right. So our website gives links and contacts to crisis services should you need them. Um, Over the Line will hopefully contribute to helping many Chelsea supporters take the first steps to recovery, but to also provide a reference point for the con- con- uh, conversation to continue. In a challenging world, it's more important than ever to look after our mental health in the same way as we would our physical health. And we hope Over the Line can make a significant contribution to the wider well-being of the Chelsea family. Now, this is the bit I was alluding to a minute ago. Moving forward, we are working closely with the club to look at ways to further develop this initiative, including the introduction of matchday wellbeing hubs, where people can come to find a safe space to talk and be signposted to other services, either through the Chelsea Foundation or services local to the area people live in. Uh, To find out more about Over the Line, uh, it is overtheline.uk on the interweb, uh, or you can follow them on Twitter at getoverthelineuk. So that that's the the last point is the thing I really wanted to talk to you about because um you know the original idea was that we would provide somewhere for people who are just struggling you know to to just find somebody to go and talk to in a quiet space you know it's you've got a captive market we're all there for the football obviously we'd never know quite how the other person is which is why you know Marco's uh, done another video for the club because they've got very heavily involved and that point he makes about say asking people how they are no no really how are you is very very important because we all say yeah i'm fine it's what we do you know it just kicks in it's automatic i'm fine but if you if you if you've got somebody who can listen then then you can tell them how you really are and hopefully with this service which as i said a match day hub so you can pop in there find somebody to have a quick chat to and get information and they will point you in the right direction to somewhere where you can get help 
because that is important. But actually, equally important, all of us, you know, we have busy lives. We get involved with shit. But it does, it takes two seconds to just ask your mate, how are you? You know, mm. because actually, you know, we can talk to each other. It doesn't cost anything. Just, you know, don't accept, I'm fine, mate. You know, if you know somebody well, you'll know when they're not. Mm. Just ask them, you know, check in with them. Uh, you might you might save somebody's life by doing that. This shit's for real. Um, and to kind of wrap this up, really, before I talk to the boys about, about all of this stuff, um, the club have been brilliant. We've had several meetings with them recently. Um, we're involved with the Chelsea Foundation, who, number one, do a lot of great work that nobody knows about because they don't bloody tell anybody. Uh, but also... Um, they they are very keen to work more closely with supporters, which is really encouraging. This is all down to the change in ownership, I should should say. Uh, and we're also trying to get together with Chelsea Foundation and the, the mental health charity Mind, who are absolutely excellent on all of this stuff, and basically combine with them uh, to kind of get this hub going. And we're, we're hoping we might be ready to do it at the Newcastle match, but if not, we'll be certainly doing it uh, from the beginning of next season. So watch this space and uh, take on board some of the things that I've been saying. As I said, whether you're struggling yourself, you can find somebody to talk to, or if you know somebody who is, talk to them, but also, uh, you know, use this resource to kind of point them in the right direction. Mm. So there you go. What do you think, Tony? Um, I'm massively behind this. I've experienced that myself. Um, and I've spotted people uh, who have been having issues um, themselves as well. Um, I think it's very, it's very key that you know somebody and that you, you know, there are a lot of subtle signs that you just subconsciously ignore all the time um, because you know that person so well. And because you know that person so well, when those signs become almost conscious, things that aren't quite right answers. You know, these things you get this going around, so, you know, if you were kidnapped, um, what tweet would you put out, um, which would let, allow oh, your mates that you're in trouble? Yeah. Um, do you know the kind of thing I'm talking about? Yeah. And I said, I love Spurs. Yeah. And I put Raheem <laughs> Sterling is the greatest football I've ever seen in a Chelsea shirt. Um, Cause then everybody would know immediately. Fucking hell, something's wrong with him. Seriously. Um, but there are little signs that people people subconsciously put out. Yeah. You know, there are people who are kind of stubborn and won't say wouldn't say anything. They oh, I'm, I'm okay, I'm all right. They like said I'm all right, mate, or whatever. But there are little tells. Um, and this is this is going to sound awfully ageist, but pro ageist in the sense that it's something you pick up the older you get because you've you've probably seen that you've experienced a bit more and you can pick up these little tells that you know aren't quite right. I've spotted it. Um, you know, I've spotted it when a when a couple um, it, that everyone thought was just like you know fantastically hooked forever are in big trouble, yeah. Um, and then retrospectively, a week after they've announced they're getting divorced or whatever, you've just gone shit. I said about that. I noticed that, and I think those are the sort of things. That I think it's important. I, I do think it's predominantly male. Uh, I've seen, I've been watching, and I've seen some of the videos this week, and of course we all know. I'm not. I won't mention her name, but you know, but she's on there. Um, and we all know what a bubbly character she is when when you meet her in the pub. So to find out that she uh, was suffering in that sense was, or has suffered in that past, was quite a shock. You and I both know somebody, Chidge, who um, revealed that they've uh, had uh, mental health issues in the past. Um, 
someone that we went to eat with. Uh, and I was absolutely gobsmacked when we were outside that bar. And I, I discovered that. I was like, bloody hell. Because, again, you don't always know. So it, it isn't predominantly... It is predominantly men, I think, that have the trouble talking about it. But it's there for, you know, whatever gender you are or whatever gender you choose to identify as. But the signs are there. But men are particularly... I think we're still brought up in this country in this kind of stiff upper lip. Stoic is good. Um, and, and it isn't. It really isn't. Sometimes it's just good to. I mean, I've you know I've discovered that this you know uh, my I, I'm most off guard when I'm with my grandchildren. That's when you know all my barriers are down, if you like. If there was something wrong with me, if I wasn't feeling right, if I wasn't quite uh, you know as, as as happy as I am, it's when you start maybe having a little shout at your grandchildren. Or your dogs. It's the, the those little things. They're the signs. So I think it's massively important. We, uh, uh, how you ever get rid of the stigma? I don't know. This well, this will help, but it's always by talking about it, Tony. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I mean, just before I, I get get you know Martin's view on it all. I mean, this is the thing. It's normal to struggle. Actually, I know that sounds bonkers, but it's the human condition. Life is bloody hard. You know. Um, but we're indoctrinated to 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 believe that we should be happy all the time, that that life should be easy, that we should get everything that we want. It's not. Life has ups and downs. It has struggles. It has difficulties. It has obstacles. There are times when you feel very lonely and isolated, and sometimes that's very very real, and very difficult. I know, but uh, you know, you you can find somebody to talk to. And honestly, as as uh, to miss miss uh, quote uh, Churchill, it's better to George or. It really, really is. Um, you can always find somebody to listen to you if you try and if you find it, and hopefully this will point them in the right direction, Martin. Yeah, I think, you know, a staging post for people who are struggling in that respect can only be considered a good thing. I know a lot of clubs did good work, especially during the coronavirus lockdowns, because they made more of an effort on the basis that, you know, there was going to be supporters suffering loneliness and isolation you know having your life turned upside down whether it's because your work's been stopped or you know your your social um, releases aren't available so it'd be good for that work to be continued and any efforts made i think should be commended um i haven't really got any more to offer to that i'm not professionally i haven't really professionally qualified to say anything no you're a human being that's qualification enough mate and a lovely very kind compassionate one at that actually which should not go unnoticed but uh yeah you know you can get help you can get people to talk to hopefully this will point you in the right direction and you know you'll be amazed about how many of us have had struggles with our mental health Mm -hmm. it's not it's not uh you shouldn't shouldn't be worn as a badge of shame at all it's uh it's you know not unusual you're not alone and uh get help you can get help that's the most important thing and as marco said in the brilliant video that he did with becca actually uh tony um yeah. you know it doesn't cost anything to have a talk and check in with people so if you're feeling okay check in on those who aren't but uh yeah and uh, i should say a massive thank you to chelsea football club for providing us with fuck all to talk about this week which of course has given me an opportunity to talk about <laughs> this which is arguably way more important considering the fact, the, considering the way they've affected our fucking mental health this year. Yeah, I think the fact that they haven't given us anything to talk about this week is almost in itself something to talk about. In the, in the sense that... Far I, away, Tony. I'm all ears, well, mate. It, it, it seems very odd. We spent 
the owners the shut the fuck up for a few days. <laughs> <laughs> but we spent all of last week listening to imminent announcements, final stages, this, that, and the other about Pochettino. Um, we've had, virtually, we had a very quiet post, not in the forest. Uh, press conference by any standards, you know, Frank didn't have much to say other than, you know, we go, uh, it, it, that, that's the nature of football or whatever. Um, but I found it um, very strange. I mean, we used to have occasional periods like this under Roman, I think, you know, but you always put that down to a kind of Kremlin type um, lockdown on all information going in and out of the club. This just seems to be meh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the club are so, I mean, I kind of understand, look, if, and we all are pretty much certain that Pochettino is going to be in the next, it doesn't do any harm to, it's not going to affect Frank's three last games in any way. It's not going to make a blind bit of difference because there's nothing that can be done that's going to redeem the season in that sense. No. You know, so fuck it, you know, just give the fans something to talk about that's positive maybe for once you know maybe I mean, maybe they, they might not want to be stealing the well, thunder if you either. if you think about it right you know you were you were talking about the the yanks being pure by the way i apologize for uh the, you know these are not not uh, the, necessarily the views of the chelsea fan cast <laughs> they're all tony's views blame tony yeah. but no i mean you 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 say the, the yanks can be puritanical the thing that occurred to me tony was that the Yanks are quite keen, aren't they? If if they're uh, playing a best of five, if somebody yes. gets if somebody gets three 0 up, they just don't bother playing the next two, do they? No. Maybe that's well, what the Yanks are game. thinking about this season. Oh, we don't have to play the next three games because we're fucked yeah. anyway. Yeah. Or they usually ask if they can go a best out of seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it best out of seventy-seven. Yeah, know? yeah. Can we can we just extend the season? But, you know, no. I'm oh, no, sure not... there's something good happening in the background. Sorry. But, oh, no. um, and, you know, I think maybe, maybe they're erring on the side of kindness a little bit here um, and being a bit charitable. It may just be they don't want to steal the thunder of the women winning the FA Cup uh, uh, on uh, uh, last weekend. They may not want to be stealing the thunder of, uh, of what was it, 4-0 thumping they gave West Ham the other night as well. It was last um, night. I was there. It was, yeah. It was rather enjoyable. Yeah. And I think also, you know, you had the, the announcements... Um, uh, with Ericsson and Harder leaving at the end of the season as well, uh, you know. So maybe they're just let, letting the the waters flow around the women and, and letting them taking a little bit of the, some of the glory and, and everything that they deserve. Although you know, obviously the, the league is still in question. Um, but I think if you had something positive to announce about Mauricio Pochettino, then it wouldn't have done any harm this you know this week. But again, no, no, the story, no, no, no. I mean... Look at the newspapers. Look at the newspapers, Chidge. Uh, and the and the the Fabrizio Romanos and I guess they've been talking a bit about um, uh, uh, Loftus Cheek going to Milan, etc. But basically, it's all all Manchester City, and all last weekend was all about Arsenal's alleged choke, you know, uh, uh, against a, a phenomenal team or whatever. So I don't know. Maybe we're just not as big news as we'd like to yeah. think about. Yeah. Well, it's a blessed relief if you ask me. And frankly, yeah. the fact that there are only three games to go is also a blessed relief. Um, so uh, might, we might as well... I just wanted to have a quick chat about this, actually, um, because uh, The Athletic did a quick summary of it. We're all aware of it. I'm aware of it because the absolute legend that is Brian Wolfe of Chelsea Chicago pleaded with me... Uh, maybe that's a bit strong a word, but we were having a big manly embrace at the time. 
uh, when he was over here for the Troubadour gig and the football and everything else. But uh, Chelsea are playing Borussia Dortmund at Soldier Field in Chicago on the 2nd of August. And, of course, it's part of our tour to the USA. I mean, I doubt if I can get out there, in all honesty. I'd fucking love to. Um, but we've got one, two, three, four, five fixtures. Uh, we've got one against Wrexham on July the 19th in, in, in Chapel Hill in North Carolina. We've got uh, Brighton in Lincoln Financial Field, Philadelphia. I'd rather be in Philadelphia on July the 22nd. I promise there'll be no more terrible accents. July the 26th, um, Newcastle United uh, at uh, in Atlanta. July the 30th, Fulham in Maryland. And then, as I said, Borussia wow. Dortmund in Chicago on August the 2nd. So it's a good old tour. Wrexham is quite an interesting, fun little game. Fulham. It's just weird teams. I mean, normally we go to... I mean, I, I mean, the reason I wanted to talk about this because there's a couple of things that, that occur to me. One is that the Yanks must be wetting themselves in excitement at having a chance to see Chelsea, even though they're terrible matches, folks, honestly. And I hope they don't skin you for too much wonga because, you know, they're basically fucking training exercises. I hate to disappoint you. But they're fun. There are lots of fun. You get to get together with Chelsea mates in a way that you you do not... Uh, you do not... You know, you can't do normally... And I I know how good it is because back in 2009, uh, yes, that long ago when the Chelsea fan cast was a mere year old, uh, I uh, managed to combine. I thought, you know what? I think I might have actually gone over there just for the hell of it. I don't because I've been doing a lot of filming in LA uh, for a while. But I went over there and stayed with Michael Roban, who you uh, will know. He used to be on the show a fair bit. So I went to see Chelsea play Inter Milan or Inter, as we should say, um, at the uh, Rose Bowl in Pasadena. And uh, I had a lovely time in. There's a pub there. I can't fucking remember the name of the pub. Now. Lucky Ball wins. Seems to ring a bell. Met loads of uh, Chelsea Amer- American Chelsea fans over there. Had an absolute gas. Really enjoyed it. It's great fun. In fact, actually, that was the first match. Uh, that was Carlo Ancelotti's first match in charge of Chelsea or around that time. But it was playing Mourinho for the first time since he'd left because that's because when he, he it was his first match against Chelsea as the Interboss. So they're great fun, and I, I, I if you, if you are if you're over in the UK and you you, you want to get out there, go. They're great fun. I, I, I in all honesty, I'm going to find it tough to go for financial and working reasons. But most of yeah. all, most of all at the moment, I don't have a fucking passport, <laughs> <laughs> so that would be a bit problematic. Yeah. Anyway, look, the serious point about it, of course, is that last year we did a roving tour of the States, which unraveled spectacularly, which it, from the people that I speak to has quite a lot to do with Tuchel getting the tin tack. Um, he was not happy because there was too much traveling. It got completely out of control and uh, it really northed up his preseason with the players, Martin. So there's kind of a worry that there's history repeating here. And of course, with American owners, you know that they're going to want to be playing in America. It would be very fundamental to what they're about. But you a bit worried that, you know, this is a bit of a jolly rather than actually what we need, which is some a clearing out of a lot of the players and a bedding in of the new players into a, a new regime. Yeah, I've, I heard rumours as well about some, some of the unprofessionalism and antics that were going on out there. I think they spent more time in the fucking batting cage at an LA Dodgers training facility than um, on a pre-season training field. Um, I Normally, we these tours to America, you get them playing, you know, an MLS team here or a, an all-star team there and just playing Premier League teams in America. And it looks very... And from what I've seen of other... Um, 
other teams, they're playing other Premier League teams in different parts of the country too. It's almost like the Premier League have decided to almost organise the pre-season fixtures uh, and market it as a go. Alter- contemporary alternative to the, yeah. the 39th game or whatever bullshit they tried before. Because, you know, with the greatest respect, we, we don't normally play Fulham or Brighton pre-season. You, you, if you go to Hong Kong and do it as a 14 tournament, that's happened in the past. But, you know, being some roving troop of players in July and August out in the States. Now, you get first-class training facilities, yes. So there's no no complaints about that. But if there's too much travel and too many PR commitments with it, then that may disrupt things. Personally, I don't think it will affect things too much. I think they will have learnt the mistakes from last year, mm-hmm. um, hopefully. The playing players in and out will happen regardless of where they go. But it just it just... It appears to me it's like China's out the reckoning for Martin now because they're a bit of a bit of a pariah. City are playing a couple of games in Japan, but that's it. And loads of teams are going out to the states and playing each other. It's like a so if you start seeing Premier League logos and branding all over the place, and the guys don't be surprised, and that'll tell you who's what's caused it. My other concern, and this almost harks back to what we're saying about Ruben Loftus Cheek, we're playing on um, American in American football stadiums which use um, synthetic or hybrid surfaces mm. and that's pretty much what fucked Ruben up I don't like playing on those surfaces we don't play on them domestically for a reason you know we've seen there's a player in the Super Bowl who you know took a routine catch no fucker near him turns rips his knees only returning now and this happened over a year ago i I'm more concerned about injury risk of players as a result of, you know, getting muscle injuries on that on those types of surfaces while they're trying to get up to full fitness. Mm, very uh, food for thought there, Martin. Well done. I hadn't thought of that. That's what I love about you, Lot. You always think of things that I don't, which is really why I have you on the show. You see, I'm not. I'm not a complete idiot. Um, well, there we go. We'll see. I mean. Thankfully, and, it, and it would be fucking embarrassing if we lose to Wrexham. I don't. Care. I think you could put money on it. Yeah, that's the that's the type of game that should be happening in this country. Yeah, should uh, I'm, sure, so. I'm sure. I'm sure the Americans will love it. I know there's the you know the Ryan Reynolds, Rob McElhenney yeah, yeah, yeah. angle to it, but you know, for fans of a certain age, i.e., yours, a game against <laughs> a game against Wrexham will be a a heart back, a, you know, a bit of a throwback. And if they can get some training up a few sand dunes in Aberystwyth as well, you can yeah. go yeah. for a full nostalgia. I, I, I tend to agree. I think. I mean, you can't underestimate how. Huge. By the way, it's official. I hate Newcastle. Oh. <laughs> There's like two minutes to go. They're 2-1 up against Brighton. I've got 2-1 in the Prem predictions to get a fucking full full spot on. Fucking 3-1. I hate Newcastle almost. <laughs> I'm just watching the replay. Who's... Is that Wilson? Can you VAR it or something just for me? Yeah. Is it Callum Wilson who scored? Yeah. Good. He's in my fantasy team. Crack on. Yeah. Fucking unbelievable, Martin. <laughs> Is that the same Callum Wilson that we? I think I remember arguing about with on the uh, on the Chelsea fan cast. I remember arguing with a certain chap called Jonathan Key. He's a big fan. Uh, he, but he wasn't at the time because he said he was too injury prone. He's such a flippity flop, isn't he? Well, we all are, I suppose. Oh, bollocks, I had 2-1 as, uh, as well. Fuck yeah. off, Newcastle. <laughs> I'd, I'd just like to say at this point that me, who I'm top of the Division 2, basically. 4-1. Oh, <laughs> fuck off. I hate this game. But, I mean, I, I had 2-1, and I'm top of uh, Division 2 because I'm 51st. Martin has been creeping up for weeks. He's in 4th. 
making a late dash for the title. And, I've got too, you know, gone too far back. Well, I, 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 you are actually, aren't you? But I, 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 you know, at least I predicted the same as you. Is so, this the yeah. predictor league? Yes. Yeah, so I think you've both been totally, and, and you should both hang your rates in shame, because I think you've been totally and utterly disrespectful and disloyal to shadowing your own team's performance, which I've done proudly by sitting firmly in the bottom half for most of the season. Yeah, you have, haven't you? And being yeah. absolutely shit for most of it. Because no, I, I, I just wanted to be... Not I like you be, glory hunting toss pops. I just, just wanted to be Chris Sutton, mate. That's all. That was my only ambition. <laughs> yeah, and I've I, done I'm, that I, comfortably. I'm afraid that one went a long time ago for me. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a quick break and uh, then we come, we're, we're going to come back and uh, we're going to talk Chelsea versus Man City. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boy's life. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match... And they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month. And you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, part two, the Friday night preview show, which is not on a Friday, it's on a Thursday. Don't ask. Listen to part one if you want to know why. Anyway, I've got the absolutely wonderful Tony Glover. Good evening. And the brilliant Martin Wickham with me tonight. Uh, no JK tonight. Again, uh, see part one intro for reasons why. <laughs> okay. Uh, we had a, I mean, I have to say, chaps, it was quite enjoy. It's a bit like, uh, it was a bit like playing a, a football match uh, when you've got nothing to play for, really, that part one. You know, there was nothing that we could talk about that was serious. So we got to do what we wanted and talk about all sorts of interesting things we wouldn't normally talk about. And I enjoyed it as a result, mate. This will bring you down then. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, we got to talk about the football. Fuck. Yeah, but you know. Yeah. All right. Well, we know where we, we we all know where we start on the old preview, which is my 
absolutely ever so brilliant uh, team selection, which this week, guess what, chaps? It's the same team that I picked last. Actually, it's not. I've got a couple of changes in there. Uh, I'll go from back to front. Oh, Kepa comes back because he shouldn't have been fucking dropped in the first place, as was proved by Mendy flapping at the first. Uh, first goal that Forrest scored. Um, Chaloba, who I thought had an excellent game against Forrest, uh, is back at right back. But let's face it, there ain't a lot of choice. Uh, I will return to this theme later. Badia Shiel, uh he is uh, in defence with Thiago Silva. And uh, Lewis Hall, who I thought, again, you know, a bit nervy. First half, grew into the game. Second half, done all right. He's not even a left back, but he can do a job there. So that's me back four. Um, my uh, midfield is Gallagher, uh, Fernandez. Now, here's the interesting thing. Kovacic obviously went off injured. We won't see him. Possibly again. Who knows? Uh, Frank brought on Ruben Loftus-Cheek, uh, uh, didn't he, in, in, uh, for, for Kovacic, which I suspect he may well do. I wouldn't, uh, because apparently he's recalled, as we all know from last week, Lewis Hall was prevented from joining the England under-20s under because Frank said, well, you know, we need cover for left-back, and blow me, he played. But he's done the same with Chukawameka this week, who had already been picked uh, for the under-20 squad, uh, for the English under-20 squad, and he's been held back. So that tells me that he might well get a game, and I think that's good news because I thought I think he's got a lot of talent, and it'd be nice to see him. And the other point on that is, if Cheek is going, then don't fucking play him. Play somebody who you're going to use next year, which is the criticism we made of Frank's appalling team selection because it was it was an appalling team selection last week. Um, right now, this is where it gets a bit controversial and confusing for me because uh, obviously I think Madueki starts. He's been brilliant. Keep playing him; he'll get better and better. Um, I would actually, and I, I, Tony's going to look at me like I've lost my shit totally. I, I am, I'd be very interested to hear what Tony says about this as well. But I am going to pick Sterling, having been crying out for having Mudueki playing for the last few weeks, and also the back of my sorry, uh, Mudrick playing for the last few, few weeks. Also, at the back of my mind is that you know we might not get a lot of the ball on Saturday, and maybe they we can expose them to a counter attack. And of course, who better to do that than Mudrick with his pace? But I just, in all good conscience, can't fathom dropping a player who scored two goals last week and actually played quite well in the second half. So um, without trying to be, you know, gentlemanly about it, uh, I mean, if he if he's just scored two goals, his confidence might, might have returned and he might do all right. And it is against the team he played against, uh, played for. So I'm going to pick Sterling. I'm, I'm not picking Felix, not against City, because, you know, he'll be a passenger. You know, he doesn't work hard enough. He doesn't track back. He doesn't do anything other than fanny around in the area. And okay, he's very good at it. You know, he, he he's a beautiful player. Lots of flicks and stuff. Uh, and I don't want to be down on him, but I really do think he's all fart and no shit. And I think against City, you're going to need people to put in a shift because they they could get they really could get the run around. So I think Havertz can do that. He, he will put a tackle in. He's got a bit of presence about him physically, so he can help out defensively as well. And, you know, I think he'll he'll make more of a nuisance of himself um, for the otherwise very unoccupied City defenders than Felix will. So that's my team, Tony. Oh, you've no idea. Because oh, obviously I wasn't on the um, Monday show to um, air my views, although I did do quite a lengthy list of observations about the Nottingham Forest game. Um, I had to choke my celebration back um, of two goals. Because they were from him 
right? Uh, I think the first one he got a bit lucky with Sterling, but the second one was an absolute beauty. It was. Okay. But one swallow does not a summer make, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I still think he's a fraud, an imposter. He doesn't want to be with us. He can say what he likes, but he, he, if he's unhappy with the management, if he's confused or whatever, he's still a senior player and should be leading the way, not fucking moaning and wallowing around the pitch and acting like a complete general soul. So he had a one-off good game against Forest, a game we still didn't win. So I'm still not convinced, and I would play Modric simply because that boy, I think, is going to be lightning. He just needs more and more love and attention and to get out on the pitch and test himself against Manchester City for all his good it's going to do. I would have had Havertz in the side um, uh, because beggars can't be choosers. And uh, just... Who else genuinely do we have who can kind we of play in that role? We don't. We don't. You're right. Aubameyang, no, because he patently doesn't want to be with us and probably never wanted to be with us. Um, so, he, you know, he's, he's doing his best to, to get out of the club. So, no, thank you. Uh, and that's a shame because when we bought him, I was quite excited. I thought, you know, that he's probably got a couple of years left in him, but no. Um, the rest of it, I, I tend to agree with. Lewis Hall, I was impressed with against Forest because, yes, there were a couple of nervy moments. Show me a player that, you know, doesn't have he's a 18. couple of nervy moments. 18. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we, we've, all, played... we've all had a couple of nervy moments when we're 18, if you know what exactly. I mean. Exactly. Um, and, and we've all dropped the ball early. <laughs> um, but I, I still think you mean, you mean you mean we've shot when it's not really in a position to shoot. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When it probably wasn't the best, almost opportune moment. Um, we hadn't quite got the right opening, Tony. Exactly. Right. This could go on all night. And we will sound like we turned into a carry-on film. Um, but uh, you know, he played earlier in the season, and I was impressed with him then. Um, uh, and he looked good um, uh, earlier in the season. One of the games he came on, I think, as a substitute, and he really looked, looked you know, I mean, he, I think he's, we swapped him out on Sunday and he just looked great when he came on, fearless and everything. Um, Silva, well, I mean, I think we're we're in a position where we, we haven't got any. I mean, Fafana's injured again, isn't he, I think? Um, back, back in training. And he, look, he looks fantastic. And I'd rather we just, with, with the season um, spaffed or tanked or whatever you want to say, then just don't worry about getting these players back, get them fit for next season. You know, let, let, let's give them some love and attention. Baddy Ashil, um, I like him. I like the way he runs forward. Um, I really do. Um, I've, I've got a question, though. Um, uh, is Canty injured again? Yes. Tell him. Get, get shot of him. I'm going to be controversial here because as good as he is, he's played, what, three games this season? He's played about seven games in two years or absolutely what it feels like. Get shot of him. We can't afford... To keep a player because he's well cast. If we get five games in the next season and then we lose him for three months again, he's made a glass. Get rid. Get a good bit of price for him. Let him go wherever he freaking well wants. But get rid and get somebody else in who's younger, more robust, and will will probably do as reasonable a job or whatever. But honestly, I was so not, not annoyed. I mean, I think, and I know I'm. I know I'm veering into Monday territory here, but a lot of them, them players, a few of them players that were out on Saturday last week were there to be in the shop window. That's orders from above. I'm convinced of it because there's no other sane reason for playing some of them. Right. Get them out there, get them in the shop window, appease the agents so that we can get shot of them in the summer. But um, I'm afraid, can't they? 
if he's injured again, or has he played four games since he come back? Yeah, I injured mean... again. Fuck that! No, I'm sorry. There's something wrong there. Um, but I do. I'd like Chuck Mwaka to start. Every time I've seen him this season, he looks good. And and I'm with you on Medwaki. He looks. Do you know what I like about him, Chidge? He's got a bloody fabulous attitude. He just doesn't seem to stop running or try. He never seems to give in. And I really, really like that. You can see the body language in a player that really wants to impress. And and, and that boy strikes me as somebody who wants to impress. You know, I think he, and he's got a lot of skill and talent. I, I, I know the other week he was, he got a bit of a, uh, not coating from, from Clayton. Um, because it was come on, nobody gets a coating from Clayton, yeah. But it was a kind of Clayton coating, so it was a very mild, a miscoat, I think they the, the professional painters call it. Um, you know, and I think even a few people on Twitter, you know, said, Look, you know, I think even on our WhatsApp group, someone said, Look, you know, it's fucking 10 minutes into the game, give him a chance, and he really played well. Um, so I, I do like him. So I'm, I, I think he will play Mudrick instead of Sterling. I don't mm. think he, and he's, he, he's got nothing to lose by it dropping Sterling two goals or not. Um, and I do think the rest of it looks pretty okay. I wonder whether he'll give Mendy another shot. Um, it was a ricket on his part. Um, but, you know, there were two other or three other Chelsea players that were all in there with him who didn't exactly cover themselves in glory for that goal either. And it was nothing nothing that, that Mendy could have done for the second goal because he, you know, Adoyle or whatever his name was, was completely on his own. Um, I'll come on to the prediction bit in a minute. I'll let Mark. No, no, no. We're, we're, you're racing ahead, old Bing. You're doing a JK. You're doing a very good impression of JK, actually. Oh, thank you. So, Martin, um, obviously, would love to have your comments on my superb team selection. But the other thing that occurred to me when, when doing it was uh, um, we are running out of fit players again. I mean, our fucking you know, injury list is like casualty, uh, you know, emergency <laughs> ward 10, isn't it? Which is exactly why I wouldn't be um, criticising any players for persistent injuries because there's something clearly fucking wrong in the back, in the behind the scenes of that club. If we're going to sell players for being made of glass, then we should be getting a few prices out for Reese James as well because he seems to be breaking well, down with alarming frequency too. Well, something ain't right. Well as well. Exactly, exactly. How this keeps happening. How we got to the position where we've spent 600 million quid on players, 10 of cups, six of however it is coming in January, and we're put this is our team for Saturday. I know there's you know a, an element of you know certain players been frozen out here, um, but how have we got to this position again? It's well, embarrassing. I mean, who, who have we got out? I mean, Brozier, Brozier's long term, yeah, Fafana, Canty, Kovacic, Mount, James, Chilwell. Chilwell, Kante, have I already said him? It's you like said Kante, It's like yeah, a generation so game, well, you, No, you said he's so good, you named him twice. Very uh, good. Oh, no, Kante twins, obviously. In, indeed, yes. So that's seven players, most of whom you'd expect to start. Cucurella, he's injured as well. Uh, yeah. Is Koulibaly injured? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's nine. Fuck, fuck, because I would have put him in there in the back three. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just fucking mental, isn't it? Yeah, and again, it's how have we got to that position. I, well, getting rid of I, the medical I, staff helps. Who were bl- who were apparently to blame for the injuries last season? That's why they were gotten rid of. Absolutely crackers. Mm. Um, yeah, with regards to your team, if if that's what's left, then I can't. I don't really have too much disagreement with it. I, you know, chuck a curveball in there, put Mudrick in ahead of instead of Havertz. 
play yeah. Sterling, but I don't think it'll make much of a difference. Um, I think Chukwemeka will be on the bench. I think he may actually play Loftus-Cheek. I don't have any reasoning behind that um, feeling, but nothing would surprise me. I think I think think Ruby Loftus-Cheek might do a better job defensively than Chukwemeka. And if Frank's mindful of the fact that we could be on the wrong end of a thumping then uh, I would I would be mindful to go a little bit defensive I, I think I think that will be the um that that will be what Frank wants for himself he doesn't he doesn't want a a repeat of the 6-0 we got up there a few years back you know he's already had his reputation pretty much flushed down the toilet as a coach as a result of this so um I'm guessing he doesn't, he doesn't want any more embarrassing scores on his CV well talking of which Martin you you're, you're uh... Your powers of uh, segwayness know no bounds. I mean, we 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 we've lost. I mean, we haven't beaten City or scored a goal against them since we won the one that really mattered in in Porto. So, in a way, I'd, if somebody had told me we'd beat them in the Champions League in Porto uh, and then we wouldn't uh, score a goal against them and lose every time for the next five matches, do you know what? I'd probably said, "Yeah, give that to me. I'll have yeah. that all day." But I mean, you know, this season we got thumped four 0 in the FA Cup, which was horrible. I thought we did all right against them at home in the Premier League. I thought we played we okay. You know, I watched it in the comfort of a very nice Guinness-oriented bar in Lanzarote, yeah. and uh, apart from losing one nil, it was an enjoyable experience. Um, uh, we lost in the League Cup, of course, as we know two nil, which we were never even at the races. And uh, last season uh, we lost one nil up there, and we lost one nil at home, uh, which was a bit annoying, as I seem to recall. But nothing more than that. But I mean, our record against them overall is fascinating, actually, because you know, in all in all in all competitions since we've we've been playing, we've we've won seventy one, drawn thirty nine, and lost sixty four. So it's fairly even. In the Premier League, we've won thirteen, drawn two, and lost eleven. Um, and it's kind of really weird. I mean, you know, for most of the early days of the Premier League, uh, right? I mean, we had a lovely run under Mourinho, as you would expect. Up until 2008, we were we, we only lost a couple. And then we went on this mad run. This this surprised me, actually. 2009, 10, 12, and 13, we lost four in, on the trot. This is all away at Man City, by the way. These are just... Uh, I'm not, I don't bother with the home games, so this is just away. We lost four on the trot. And then it's been a bit even. And then we've kind of come, kind of come back to where we, we are. And, I mean, we, we beat them brilliantly, didn't we, up there, 3-1. Uh, when Williams scored that uh, counter-attacking goal, we basically did him on the counter beautifully. I think possibly under Conte, I would imagine, 2016. Uh, and then we went through a spell of losing, one uh, nil, and then the horrible six nil under Sarri in 2019, which is is arguably one of the worst Chelsea matches I've seen because they so fucking threw the towel in after about you know going. They just stood around. It was just awful. Barkley was terrible. Louise was terrible that day. It was a horrible, horrible match. Um, and yet we did come back. I know we didn't we didn't do badly against them in the cup final, the league cup final that year. We did win two one in in uh, under under Tuchel. I think that was uh, Ziyech, wasn't it, Martin? No, it's behind closed doors game, wasn't it? It the was long so in the last minute because we beat them in the cup as well, didn't we? Uh, very uh, around the same time. So, you know, I mean, look, the reality is I, I think most of us are expecting to get our asses handed to us on on, uh, on Sunday. Um, what other little bits of, can I tell you that are really completely geeky? All right, here we go. City are on an 11-game winning streak in the Premier League. Uh, if they win the title, by the way, if they beat us on Saturday, they also win the title. So we could hand City the title 
which is tempting considering that Arsenal are, are still sniffing around. They but, could already. They could already. They, we play them on the Sunday yeah, if Forest. Ars, if Forest beat Arsenal, the title's theirs. If yeah. they beat us, irrespective, the title's yeah. theirs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that will be for the third title on the trot, only ever been done by Man United. And something else has occurred to me: if if City win the title, which I suspect they will, they've already won the league. No, that they win the title, they will. The, the way they played against Real Madrid last night, it will take Inter will have to do a Chelsea on them, you know, as in yeah. Porto and also as in Bayern Munich to win that. Yeah. So let's let's say they're going to win the, cha- uh, the Champions League. And then, then of course, it's down, to, it's down to Man U to stop I know, the trouble. But the horrible <laughs> thought about all of this is that, um, you know, this could be, I mean, Man United won the League Cup, City win the Premier League, Champions League and the FA Cup. That means all the fucking trophies will have been won by Manchester, which is a horrible, horrible thought. Anyway, mm. Chelsea, on the other hand, um, we have, you know that, I've told you that, we've been beaten in the last five head-to-heads without conceding. We've never lost six consecutive matches without scoring to any opponent in our history. So here we go. In our wonderful record-breaking his- history, we can nail it that that will happen. Um, yeah. Mind you, we're on a two-game un- un- unbeaten run, having won the- our last match and drawn <laughs> Sorry, drawn our last match and won the previous one. And there we go. Here's another one. Um, Frank Lampard's troops could be in for a long afternoon at the Etihad. No shit, Sherlock. Uh, uh, none of our last 14 Premier League meetings against teams starting the day above us have ended in victory. Drawn four, <laughs> lost ten. And after winning only two of our last 15 away games, drawn three, lost ten, it could be a blue day for the Blues. Well, there you go. Rocket science here. Uh, this is also kind of weird. No Chelsea. This really upset me actually. No ex-Chelsea player has scored more Premier League goals against Chelsea than City's Kevin De Bruyne with five, and Ryan Sterling has only ever lost four of the 133 club matches he scored in. Uh, one 118 drawn ten. Yeah, but then he was playing for City for most of that, so that might explain it. And City have lost their final Premier League home game only once in the last 13 seasons. So if you needed any kind of pointers to how this might go, I think that might do it for you. I mean, they are horribly good, Tony. They really, I mean, that match, I, did, I don't know if you watched it or not. I, I actually sat and watched it last night and they fucking took Real Madrid apart. I go back a few years onto this very show and I think I described Pep Guardiola as potentially being a one-trick pony. Um, and, uh, that aged well. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, his, and his trick was winning trophies and yeah, be, beating precisely, yeah. precisely. Uh, you know. But and and he's you know, not every player in their team is an absolute superstar that's that's broken the bank. So you know they they have got the money, but you, you've got to hand it to a man who appears appears to have very few dissenters within his squad, like we do. You know, we're, we're always hearing rumours of clicks in dressing rooms and shit like that. Um, uh, I, I will stand up now and say that when we played Bournemouth the other week, there was only one member of the fan cast on duty this week on that week who actually predicted the correct oh, score. Oh, I wonder when this would come to light. <laughs> Even a fucking broken clock's right twice a yeah, day, Tony. But, you know what? Well, at the end of the day, you all you 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 all sat there. Uh, it's a few, <laughs> three goals. We've only can't even score one, and I went. No, I've got a feeling about this one. Anyway, um, however, uh, they are fantastically good, and even if Mopo is coming in, 
uh, we're still going to be, you know, a minimum two seasons before we probably, you know, get anywhere close to them, I think. Uh, uh, and, and you've got to look at, you know, Newcastle, you've got to look at potentially resurgent United if they get sold, um, Klopp's rebuilding, you know, it's going to be tougher. You know, this, this, this idea of winning the league, will it will become a hard one. You know, the next time, if we win the league in the next three years, I would put that as possibly the best ever because look at the teams that we're having to beat. Um, and uh, I, I look at City and think, at the moment, I, I can, I, all I can see is a, a kind of Manchester United dominance. Um, City. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't want it. Uh, I don't... You know, without going into potential charges, etc., that they got against them, they they appear to be no more uh, on the side of bad as as any team has ever won it before. We can't sit here and point any fingers at anybody because you know we had a rich Russian with a wheelbarrow, wheelbarrow full of rubles um, that that got us uh, on the ladder to success. Um, I think if you're asking me for the prediction for Saturday uh, for Sunday. I think we're going to get our asses handed to us on a plate. I think we're going to get um, our P45 handed to us in a roadmap. Um, we're just going to get told. Uh, I, Martin alluded to it in his, his bit. I don't. It doesn't really matter who you put out there, right? I don't think we're capable of even holding them to a draw. Um, we played very well against them at home this season. Uh, I seem to recall it might have been Koulibaly, but somebody kept Harland very, very quiet. It was Koulibaly. Yeah, did a real, real good job on him, but he's not fit. Uh, Harland is, well, look at that table you've put on that. I mean, 36 goals, is it, in the Premier League? Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you often, you sometimes get that, but this guy is an absolute brute, isn't he? You know, and I, I just don't see... Any of our defence, you you could. Yeah, well, I just think they're going to do us. I don't necessarily think it's going to be a thrashing because they don't need to do a thrashing. But if we get anything less than three goals against us, we'll have done well. Mm. I mean, on that chart that I found, I think Tim found it. Tim Rolls found it. Yeah. But one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. Man City players have got more goals and assists than our uh, than our first player on the list, who is. Kai Havertz, who's got seven goals and one assist. So yeah, it's just t- says it all, doesn't it? I mean, <laughs> M- Martin, you know the only the only you know kind of ray of hope, perhaps, is that you know they might they might I mean you know they might they might have their eye off the ball. They might after what happened against Rail, but I don't see it. If they're still if if I mean you know if, if you're Pep. And and you know, I mean, of course, we won't know until Arsenal play Forest. So, assuming Arsenal beat Forest, then if you're Pep, you're saying we just, we just need to win this match, and then we've wrapped the title up, and then we just focus on the Champions League and the FA Cup. So it's it's so improbable that they'll have have the eye off the ball. But is there a chance? None, none whatsoever. None. For exactly Zilch, the, for, nada. For for exactly the reasons you've just said. I mean, they didn't want to, you know, give themselves you know, next week free and start the preparations for the two cup finals. And that will involve getting the leagues sorted and resolved with the minimum of fuss, which means getting on top of us early and getting an early lead. I can't see any chance of them taking their eye off the ball or 
you know, still, you know, luxuriating in the performance against Real yes, last night. Um, so, yeah, I'm not, can't say I'm looking forward to it. And if, if anyone's going up there, um, good luck because yeah. they've got far more, got far more fucking patience than me enduring that. Or, well, or, maybe, or maybe they like pain. I don't know. There's, there's certain clubs you can go to that sort yourself, I, I, sort you out for anything like that. I had a ticket game spare, which I put on uh, the the cock, the cock or no cock group, as you know. Yeah, and and, and not not even a reply. I've no. not even I've not even attempt. I've got my, I've got my ticket here. I'm not going as I'm working anyway. Not even attempted to get rid of it because yeah. no one will take it. <laughs> for some for some funny reason, you know, no one wants to go up there and you know be. You know, kind of the you're you're at a party, but you're clearly not you're not the ones that are meant to be there, are you? Yeah. The yeah. minute the minute they get a goal, that'll be it. Title celebrations, and it's I think it's their last home league game, so it is. You'd be having the trophy lift and all, so that will be yeah, the it, end. Well, yeah, they've said it, that irrespective of what happens with Nottingham Forest and Arsenal, the yeah. trophy's going to be there. Yeah, and breaking news: West Ham have just made the Europa Conference final. Have they really? Yeah, they've just gone one up against Altmar in stoppage time, so they've oh, secured yeah. that. Bloody yeah. hell! Well done. Well yeah. done. Your, that your, your, your mate's having a blinder, the little Judas Rice. <laughs> He's played brilliantly. Me and you've got so much to talk about. about. No, it's not. It's not. nothing to talk about. He is what he is. It's quite amusing. I've had it on mute, and you've been, they've been cutting to crowd reactions in the West Ham end, and. My, my lip reading is very good on swear words. That's all I can say. <laughs> who, um, who, 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 who they got in the final? Oh, uh, pass. I think it's Fiorentina, but I'm not certain. Mm, interesting. Well, okay. Uh, just to cheer us all up a bit, because you know me, I'm, I'm all for that. I, I mean, actually, you know what? If I wasn't knackered and skint and had the allotment to go to on Sunday, I'd, I'd have that spare ticket, actually, because I love an away trip. I don't care whether we win or lose. I like going on, on away trips, you know. But I'm not, because I've got stuff to do. Now, um, we're currently 11th on 43 points. We've got three games left. City away, United away, Newcastle at home. And we were talking last Monday, wondering if we might actually, you know, trouble the scorers with any of those, which is, is arguably highly unlikely. Um just to kind of depress us further, uh, Palace are on uh, 43 points with two games left. Uh, Wolves are on 40 points with two games left. Bournemouth are on uh, 39 points with uh, two games left. And even West Ham are, are on 37 points with uh, two games left. So actually, West Ham, Bournemouth, Wolves and Palace could all pass us I think well, there'd have to be a bit of a goal swing because I think on goal difference United are minus 14 we're minus 5 but yeah. considering we're playing City you know it's, it's, then it's, Man U then Newcastle yeah it's arguably possible um, yeah. you know so all of those teams could go above us if they obviously win all of their matches and we don't win another match this season which means that we will finish in 15th place I believe yeah, yeah. which would yeah. be fucking horrendous wouldn't it Tony it would be um, <laughs> that's one way to describe it. I would say it's unusual. Uh, I'd, I'm not sure that we won't get another point. I'm not. United seem to be a bit on the beach as well at the moment. They're a bit up and down. Uh, Newcastle by that time could well have secured their top four. Um, and you know, I think end of end of season it'd be interesting because you know whether our players just want to you know up themselves for that last game so that they may have some 
semblance of an excuse to do a lap of appreciation. I don't know. Uh, one would hope not, because <laughs> imagine there'd be many people in the crowd waiting to see them unless you've got kids trying to get autographs or whatever. Um, uh, but I, I do take your point. You know, with 43 points, we're safe. We know that. Um, but we've got, that's a horrendous running by anybody's such. But the, the, the fact is you've got teams down the bottom. Um, yeah, they're, they're there for a reason as well. Okay, and um, I can't see that they're all going to win their games, and and I don't think it'll be that bad. I think we could possibly look at thirteenth. Mm. Um, yeah, but this season's done. So apart from the, the 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 cash differential of you know places in the Premier League and, and your position in the Premier League, which isn't going to make a massive amount of difference to us, um, I think it's a season that you and everybody that's associated with the club just wants to get out of the way draw a line under it and then, you know, get moving with next season, get the right um, personnel in place, get movement on the ins and outs so we've got a settled squad um, and, and try and get ourselves back in. Realistically, you know, I, th- I think we all know that uh, getting into the top six would be a big achievement if you finish 13th in one season. But we've got no European football next season. We've got a very good squad of players. They mm-hmm. just, you know, we just need the right, we we need the right sheepdog. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, the by by the way, you know, United and uh, and Newcastle, Newcastle third, United fourth. They're both on sixty six points with three games to go. They uh, they've got Liverpool breathing down their necks on sixty five. So they they've got something to play for right up to the end, I would imagine. So I don't expect United to yeah. be on the beach on Thursday. So uh, no, no. Uh, I mean, they've been a bit Liverpool- up and down. Yeah, Liverpool have got a sniff, haven't they? Of, uh, yeah, they've more Bulls than a sniff, mate. More than a sniff. They could make no, top four. They, they, they've had a good run of fixtures as well, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, But you are looking, that top five, I think, is, is going to stay where it is um, in terms of how everything finishes. That's yeah, def- definitely. Bright- Brighton can't catch them. No. Well, they, they could do technically. They've got... Well, Not after the uh, kicking they took tonight. No, they can't yeah. because they've now got three matches left. I mean, they're seven behind Liverpool. Unlikely they're going to catch them. The hilarious yeah. thing will be when, when Tottenham lose more and Villa overtake them to get the last uh, Europa yeah. League spot. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, enough of all this arse gravy, as Tony would say. What's the yeah. what's your prediction, mate? For me? Mm. Yeah, I'm going 3-0 to City. Yeah, right. Martin, what, what about you? What do you reckon? What's your final, uh, final sum-up and prediction? I... Just think, you know, Ed, like Tony's already said it. If that we can, if we, if we somehow manage to concede less goals than Real Madrid, who are far better than us, it will be an unexpected bonus. Well, so um, I consider I'll, that. I'll take, I'll take three nil C because, you know, with this lot, I've already shown that they don't seem to have any professional pride at the moment. So they're gonna, yeah, you know, they're gonna happily be part of the circus and lay down for them. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point that Martin just makes there. Use we haven't talked about it, but we've we've heard it mentioned that it's it, <clears throat> how many times have we watched international tournaments and, and heard the words "we're playing for pride" now? You know exactly what that means. It means you fucking lost, and you're not going to win anything. Yeah, uh, and it's it's a sop to the fans. It's a load of absolute bollocks because you should have been playing for pride right from the fucking minute you put the shirt on in the dressing room. Um, so don't come out with that old shit. But I think Martin's right. I you should, you should really be on Sky Sports for some reason like that. <laughs> well, absolutely. You, you, and, you and Roy Keane. 
<laughs> well, uh, you know, I like Roy Keane as a, as a pundit, as it goes. But I do think that you, you, you've got it spot on. You mentioned the word pride there. But the fact is, I, I don't see an awful lot of players in there have that pride at the moment. And I, I go back to my sheepdog reference that, you know, we, with the right sheepdog, you can herd them up, get them to go where you want them to go. We haven't had that. We've had, we've had, um, you know, uh, some old fucking dash hound or whatever, you know, I don't know what sort of dog doesn't do anything like that, but you know, the, my, my analogy stands, a good sheepdog rounds them up, gets them into shape and they will follow and they will do and they will do everything. And at the moment we haven't got that. And I don't see pride. I just don't see it. I don't see pride in the performances at all. Do you know what worries me is that I mean I'm desperately trying to find a way where we can not get stuffed out of sight here. I I, I really I really fear uh, another another Sarri esque kind of six nil or worse actually, and mm. and and the reason I say that is I'm just flicking down their results here, their home matches, their home matches when they really need to win, you know when they've got their dander up. All right. And I'm just flicking through here just to read read you a, a few of them. They beat they beat Liverpool four one. You know, okay, Liverpool were a bit pony at the time. It's not yeah. that long ago. They weren't too pony, but they hate Liverpool. They want to win that. They beat them four uh, one. Arsenal uh, when when clearly they you know that was a six pointer. They beat them four one. Three um, 0 West Ham. Well, obviously, you know. Last night against Real Madrid, they really had to win that. They beat them 4-0. Um, so I fear for us. I do. I really, really fear for us. I mean, interestingly, they only beat... I was looking at the other results, some of the other results. They beat Leeds, only beat Leeds 2-1. But Leeds had a fucking clever manager called Sam Allardyce. I know you oh. might laugh about this, but Sam went out not to get fucking hammered and he managed to, to make sure that yeah. Leeds didn't. And Leeds are, like, easy to hammer. Yeah, you know, but Sam managed to find a way for them not to get hammered. I love Frank. I love Frank desperately, but I, I don't think he has the ma- the managerial wherewithal to set up a team not to get hammered. No. And so that basis, well, I, I believe. Man, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but sorry. I believe that um, Man City's last drop points at the Etihad. Um, Southampton. Any... I thought it might have been Everton, managed uh... by Frank Lampard. No, 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 no. Because uh, oh, someone was punting that stat round. Brentford, Brent, Brent, Brentford beat them this season at home. They're the only team to beat them at home, and Southampton beat them in the cup, didn't they? But I think I, maybe, ta- I think it was just a... take. I think it was just taking points off them. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think they they nicked a draw after that. You, well, I I I I stupidly. I'm not going to look again. I'll just take yeah. it as red. All right, listen. Uh, you know. I'm going to go. The, the, sorry, it's also the. You, the you other just don't want to... me to do my prediction, don't you, Martin? I don't want to. I don't want to get any. You more don't want to hear it. I am. You don't no, want to hear it's it. Going it to be, it's going to be miserable. So let's look on the bright side. Um, <laughs> you know, all the Arsenal fans that were laughing their balls off at how fucking shit we were, and they, when they beat us a few weeks ago, will their testicles be quivering with merriment when Haaland scores a hat trick in half an hour, and their title is blown out the window? Uh, and yeah. you know, eight points, and you fucked it up, boys. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I know there's small consolation. I mean, I, I look. I, I desperately want to say we'll get a one-one draw, two-one win, whatever, or even a two-one defeat. But I think we're going to get done four minimum. Based on my little uh, statistical analysis of uh, when City have to turn up and win, they do big time. So, yeah. I mean, I suppose if we get done four-nil, we can say well, at least we're no worse than Real Madrid. You know. Yeah. So all, yeah. you know, silver linings and all of that. Um, yeah. I mean, how horribly depressing. I, I can't remember 
a time since we've been doing the Chelsea fancast when we've ever ever said anything like this in terms of looking ahead to a match it's this is where we are now it's it's horrible mind you we should also say City are a phenomenally good side yes they're capable I think they're capable of dishing out an absolute hammering to anybody yes anybody in the world right now yeah you know but uh, I don't know I just just I mean final question actually um you know if you were Frank Martin what would you do how would you set the team up Fuck! I'd fuck it off. I'd just like, see you later, lad. You you crack on. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm gonna um, I'm gonna resign and um, enjoy my health and wealth. Yeah. I I you know it's I would imagine it's going to be a low block. This the block the block will be so low it could be in the fucking car park. Well, do you, do you remember it was Conte, wasn't it? Who basically just put eleven men behind the ball and they just walked around for the entire yeah. match. And in and in many ways that was as that was as awful as the Sarri game in some respects yeah. because we went out as we we had been the title winners the year before and we went out less than a year after that and we played so we played in such a way that they were trying to avoid they, they weren't even trying to avoid defeat they were trying to narrow down the scale of the defeat I mean, and that was spirit crushing I mean there's a theory here and I didn't say this in the team selection that he could he could go seven you know seven three uh, and basically What's the no 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 formation and play play uh, Mudrick, uh, Sterling, and and Mudueke and just try and hit him on the counter, you know. But I suppose we've got we've still got to win the ball anyway. Who knows? We'll all find out on Sunday. And guess what? Uh, we will be back uh, on Monday to uh, digest it somewhat and reflect Indeed. upon it. I, just tell, I don't know if you're watching these scores coming in live. So it was you were going back. So uh, West Ham will play uh, Basel or Fiorentina in in, in the final. They. Currently locked three. Oh my god! Of Sheffield Wednesday beating fucking Peterborough. That's what I was just about to say. Four nil. No Fuck fucking four, way. Four, oh four, and they're now going into, I presume, extra time. Yeah. Fuck off! That's outrageous. Yeah. They were four nil down, weren't they, after the first leg? So, uh, yeah. Pray, pray, pray for Adrian Durham. Yeah, and, um, it, it, it's funny if you read the BBC commentary on here. Fucking eighth uh, minute, mate. Eighth minute yeah. equaliser. It says at ninety plus six minutes. Ninety, like, 90 plus eight. Yeah, I've got. Yeah, but at ninety plus six, it's three nil to to Sheffield Wednesday. It's gone, dear oh dear, another long Sheffield Wednesday ball is tamely whipped into the Peterborough box for Will Norris to scoop up. The owl season is about to end. And then the next one, oh my God, they've done it! <laughs> what, 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 I've just seen the big screen come up at Hillsborough. It's gone full time, and then in brackets, not quite four yeah. nil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, uh, so uh, going to be extra, uh, extra time. Yeah, extra time. Yeah, Although I, 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 I will, I will repeat a tweet I saw after Everton beat Brighton five one. Football is more rigged than snooker at times. Mm. <laughs> well, there we go. That's a bit of a shock. Um, on that bombshell, we're going to leave you. Um, look, best of luck to Chelsea on Sunday. Let's hope they can pull off something uh, ridiculous and get yes, results. None but of us can see. We are not hopeful. But, I mean, you know, I'll be back on Monday uh, with the uh, the right honourable Jonathan Kidd and I believe Alex Churchill, though I have a sneaking suspicion that she's in, some, she's in a field in Flanders. And, is, and, has, and has forgotten that she's supposed to be on the Chelsea fan cast, so there may yes. have to be a sub in for Monday. I thought uh, you were going to break into a wartime poem there in Flanders Fields. In Flanders Fields. <laughs> I was I was alluding to that very poem, actually, Martin, but you're not yeah. getting a rendition. So it could be me, JK, and A, another from the Motley Chelsea fan cast <laughs> crew. So there we go. Anyway, um, 
Right, we'll obviously be looking at uh, looking back at the match against Man City and ahead to the match against Man United on Thursday. So, oh, yeah. what joy and fun we will have on Monday. Uh, Martin, as always, delightfully delightful to see you twice in a week. We are blessed. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. And, you know, let's try and keep, keep it somewhat cheerful. There's a possibility the women's team could seal their league title on Sunday as well. Wouldn't but that be marvellous? They, they, they need to win and hope for yeah. results to go their way, but, but a big step could be taken. So, the very best of luck to them. Yeah, one shining light we have at Chelsea at the moment. Bless yeah, funnily, funnily enough, it's the team that was least mucked around with by the ownership and were left to get on with things. Yeah. yeah. And funnily enough, it's kept going exactly yeah. as I, it was. I bet you a lot of that has to do with Emma Hayes. You probably said, back the fuck off. I, I reckon, yeah. the, second, I reckon yeah. the second world was off in a lot of those conversations. Yeah. And more <laughs> power to her no love her to bits tony love you to bits too mate always love to see your smiling face it was lovely to see you uh see you in the cock on uh on saturday last week or was it it was saturday it was great wasn't it yeah last minute time for you and and what have you nice wander up to stanford bridge together i enjoyed that it was indeed it was indeed mate yeah so uh, and i'm off to france tomorrow so i shall be out of action now till uh, till monday the 27th yeah lovely stuff well look don't get lost don't get lost Oh, listen, I have actually been looking for signposts in France when that song came on once. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, kismet and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Oh, have, a, have a lovely time, mate. I know you love we'll your, I love you. I know you love your time down in France. Have a good one. Yeah. All right, you lovely lot. Thank you for listening. See you next Monday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, keep chelsea. Yeah. Up the chelsea. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.